It's no surprise that updating the electricity grid today will make for a better tomorrow. Increased self-sufficiency is just one of the benefits. The Great Grid upgrade will also boost the economy and create new green jobs. And best of all, you can continue doing the things you love, like watching the latest epic nature documentary or listening to this podcast while caring for the planet too. Find out more at nationalgrid.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Podcast, the nature and countryside podcast from BBC Country Farm magazine. I'm Fergus Collins and I'm your host. In this week's episode, I'm out discovering the joys of walking groups. Back in March, I joined up with a gang of hikers from the Crickowell Walking Festival to explore the history and wildlife of the Black Mountains in South Wales. We began our adventure at the medieval ruins of Llantony Priory under the wise guidance of walk leader and festival organiser. Andy Johns. And don't forget to leave likes and feedback on whichever podcast provider you use. And you can email me at editor at countryfile.com. I'm deep in the Welsh mountains beside a moss-covered wall. Mid-March. And it's a grey, gloomy day. It's been raining all night. Here we are. I've gathered at Clantony Priory. The ruins behind me in the car park here. And I'm with a walking group. We're going to sort of venture out into the spring countryside to see what can be found. Part of the Crickowell Walking Festival. We'll find out more about that in a minute. Um, but... I thought it'd be a good idea to see what motivates walkers, particularly on a day like this. But I'll give you a bit of an idea of the scene. We're surrounded by these big bracken-covered hills. Um, the Hatterall Ridge to the east, which Offers Dyke flows along the top, or the Offers Dyke path, anyway. And then we've got the other hills of the Black Mountains, there's a long narrow valley leads up from the sort of main Usk Valley further south. These beautiful ruins here. And uh, robins and song thrushes here. So let's just have a bit of spring bird song. Dunnocks, song thrush, robin, car. So yeah, I can see all the people in all, all their wet weather gear, big hiking boots, ready for this yomp into the hills. This is a big circular walk, um, and Andy, who is leading this, who we'll meet in a minute, who is leading this walk. There's a lot about the local history, so we'll be finding out about Llantony Priory 
Maybe it's something that was to do with the beer trail that the monks used to brew. So it's going to be fun to find out a little bit about this landscape and a bit about these ruins here. Right. Good morning. Well, it's nice to be doing this bit at least uh, without a spot of rain going. I think this morning is going to be showery. Uh, the winds are gradually declining. This morning we're at the lower level. We're going to walk up into the woods there and then we're heading south back down this most fantastic of, of Welsh glaciated valleys. I, I think it's, it's reckoned to be just about the, the purest example of it, the Flantoni Valley. And uh, then we will cross the uh, river, the River Hondi, which is just down below you there. Right, I'm Andy Johns. Uh, I'm uh, along with uh, at least two other people here. Uh, Rick and Tony. Where's Tony? Tony's at the back there. We are part of the organising team of the festival, so we don't, we don't get... Sorry? The weather particularly is helpful. Um, we'll, we'll talk more about the route as we go. Um, it's called Back on the Beer Trail, because that's exactly what we do come. We come back on the Beer Trail, and the Beer Trail relates to the... Um, uh, the, uh, the priory and the prior and the monks and they didn't brew their beer here they brewed their beer over the other side of the ridge in Longtown away in England and uh, it used to come over the hill on pack ponies and uh, that, so the, the trail that the pack ponies took with the beer on it will come back there's another trail which came the other way which is called in Welsh which is the fish trail and who's been to Flangorse Lake? Yeah? Well, Flangorse Lake's probably 15 miles as the crow flies from here, I would guess. And they, they got fish out of Flangorse Lake. They put them in wicker baskets with, with wet reeds and things. They kept the fish alive on a pony for 15 miles to come back here. And then they popped them in a pond here. And you don't get much fresher fish than when you pick it out and hit it over the head. So, uh, you know, even in those days, they, they really had things sorted out. So, the fish trail and the beer trail. We'll come back on the beer trail. Let's go for a walk. How's it going then this week? How's it been? It's been, I mean, it's been fine. It, yeah. it, the first four or five days, we were really very lucky with the weather. Yeah, yeah, it's not been too bad. And that's great. And then... It's gradually got worse. Uh, Friday was pretty damn wet. Yeah. But uh, um, basically, I mean, everybody comes back from those kind of days pretty much soaked through because yeah. there are limits to most waterproofs. <laughs> yes. But, yes. but everybody comes back sort of grinning from ear to ear and, and feeling really righteous that they've done it. Yeah. Once, once, you, once you get into it, as it were, yeah. it's, it's no bother. Um, so how many people have come to the festival this year? We... Um, I can tell you how many, roughly how many walk people we had, and that's probably around about 1,500. We, I mean, we have 100 volunteers basically running this festival, um, a few behind the scenes, and then about 90-odd who are either leading or backmarking or both during the week. Does that mean sort of... 90 walks? How many walks do we have? We have, eight, we have 86 walks 86 this week. Walks. Oh, we're, we're, we're walk number 85. Right, so we're right uh, at the tail end of the festival. We're right at the tail end of the festival, yeah. And, uh, and it really does seem to involve the local community then. And yes, and, and we're delighted to do that. 
it, it's been an, an important economic thing, and, and one reason why we run it at this time of year is that it's really very much before the season would normally start for a, a national park area or whatever. And we've gradually built this reputation as the first festival of the year, one of one of the largest actually for for a small place, you know, yeah, 86 yeah. walks, and uh, at the same time also with. Uh, we've got some very good accolades. The Times apparently recently put us up as one of the top festivals in the UK. Yeah, what I'm very aware of is you've got a lot of local enthusiasm and expertise coupled with these fantastic hills. Yeah. And we're just going to head over. We're not fording this river. No. It's just the whole. No, this is even. This is even a. This is the tributary of the Hondi. Oh, it doesn't okay. join the Hondi till then. Oh. Oh, hang on, maybe it is the Hondi here. Yes. It's very just. Jo- it's just joined. Yeah. yeah. My goodness. Listen to this. The roar of the Hondi. I've been here, and that's just been a trickle. Yeah. Um, Here we go, just above us. Yes. The song thrush. Um, and you've got the other, the other great blessing is you've got a very, very pretty town to base this all on, Krikal. Krikal's yeah, a lovely place, yes. Um, and I, I have great fondness for it. I, my, my granny moved to Krikal when I was two, um, which is only 69 years ago. So, <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, I've, been, I've been coming down here all this time. Like now, okay, I'll let you go first yeah, across okay. there. Yes, I Crick Howell is, is really a, a delightful small town. It, it, it's, also, it's also a very good volunteering town. Uh, really, so you've got an army of willing people who want yeah. to help do, organize yeah. this. And... Yes, they do, and, and uh, the, the, the guy who invented the festival, designed the festival first, David Thomas, he, uh, yeah, David got the idea in 2007, ran the first festival in 2008, with I think about 20 walks or something like that, and then I turned up here in spring 2009. And then, so 2010 was the first festival that I walked on. And I think we probably had about 50 walks by then. And it's just it's grown. grown. Is, is it two weeks or t- ten days? It's, it's nine days, so we do Saturday, Sunday, uh, the five days of the, of the week in between, and then the next weekend as well. We've walked out of Lantony, crossed the Hondley, and just walked through a couple of fields. We're now on rising ground, heading towards sort of birch woodland with these peaks around. It's a very leaden sky. It dates back to, uh, firstly to 1105, and there was a small chapel here dedicated to St David's. This is the Valley of St David. Um, the, the Welsh name, Flantoni, has been, I mean, that, that's been sort of crushed as a, as, a, as a Welsh word and a Welsh name. It's Flandewi Nantonvi, and Flandewi is, is the parish or the church of Dewi, Dewi Sands. Of St David, uh, Nant Hondi, by the by the Hondi stream, and uh, that's gradually Van in the Lantern. But that's why it's called. Uh, that, that's why it, it, everybody thinks. It's, what, why do they put that H in the middle of it? That's because it was really part of the name. It wasn't an H, of course. It was a double D, 
because that's the way you say yeah, th in welsh and uh, this guy was out hunting he had to shelter he took shelter in the tiny chapel of st david that was on that site and he kind of had a religious experience and as a man with money he said i'm going to start up a, uh, a priory here originally it was a daughter priory to uh, a priory in normandy uh, but then gradually grew um, they started building it was it was consecrated in 1118 they started to build it 1135 was a bit of a rough time around here one of the norman lords of caldicott was in the grindy vale valley um, and uh, they were ambushed and uh, he and his party were slaughtered to the man um, that didn't uh, go down very well with the normans and uh, the, the welsh then retaliated and 11, in 1135 they all had to pack up from here and they went to somewhere safer like Gloucester uh, and so that's that was then a bit of a rough time then in about the 1180s the de Lacy family who'd also by that time inherited lands in Ireland and were actually quite rich endowed and a building was started around about 1185 and by 1202 you, you see most of this building that you have here so you had not just the nave and the and the and the, and the, the, the chancel of the transept, but you also had um, infirmary, cloisters, whatever, all around this site. But it was always a site that was in danger of uh, being uh, attacked, and uh, so it was a rough time. Sound of many boots squelching on the path. So we're just heading down the valley, so south through a very waterlogged path on the edge of birch woodland. Uh, I hope it will brighten up later because we're going near some deep woodlands where we might see some really interesting wildlife at this time of year. The daffs are out though. This looks like a plantation. Beech trees and on a gently rising track through bramble and bracken thicket. I'm hoping to that when we get to the deciduous woodland at the end that we might hear and see a few more birds and that kind of thing and uh, Fergus, you'll be happy to do it. It's the Thai jungle fowl, isn't it? Oh, I didn't see it. No, I've been staring at my feet. Oh, that's very good. It can't be a bird spot, I'm staring. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, you're right. So how... Can I interview you for this? Yes, yes. Yes, shall we chat? What's your name? Rosie Evans. Hi, Rosie. And is this your first walk of the... This year's Krakow? This year's Krakow, yes. I've done ones in the past, but I haven't done any for several years. Okay, okay, so what's you out on a wet day well, like my, this? My friend Debbie is a friend of Andy John's. Oh, right. So she said, oh, come on the walk. And then another lovely two friends. Lovely part of the world. Lovely part of the world. We yeah. li live over in, near Krakow. So. You live there, do you? Yeah. Okay. So, you're, so we're local-ish. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. And what's special about coming out in a, in a group like this, do you think? What's well... The, we, usually I would just go out, two, of us, two or three of us. Yeah. But it's, it's quite nice, you know, walking along and chatting. Yeah, as yeah. I am to you. I'm meeting... <laughs> I'm meeting new people. Meeting new 
people. Excellent. You meet some very interesting people. Uh, yes, it's quite good. And as a, just as an inhabitant of Krakow, does it really make a difference to the town having this festival? Um, it does, yes. It does seem quite big. I, mean, I live four miles out of there. Oh, OK. But, so you're, uh... but uh, up in Tangeriza. But um, I, mean, you, I sing in Krakow Choral Society. We've often done a concert, a St David's Day concert, for the Walking Festival. We sing a lot of Welsh folk songs. Do you? Oh, that's think, lovely. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I should come along to yeah. Rosie, that's lovely to talk to you. Thank I won't you hold much. you up. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> so what's your name? My name's Debbie, Debbie, and I have actually lived in this country for um, my life history for 40 years, married yeah. to an Englishman, but I'm not even a British citizen. Oh, really? Yet. Where are you from? You've got to get yourself going. And you can't be um, insulting. <laughs> I'm going to say New Zealand. No, that, that's... That's insulting. Yes. Austin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I um, always go for New Zealand first because they seem to get more insulted if you say it the other way around. <laughs> probably. Um, probably. <laughs> now, and and where, do you, where do you live around here? You live in this um, part of the world? Or? Um, we, the answer is yes, but um, Langanada, Krikau. Oh, right, OK. Yes, yes. We live in Langanada. Okay. So my husband is English. He's a doctor, a paediatrician, and... Um, and what's brought you out on a on a on well, a miserable on a miserable well, March day for a walk? I mean, there's lot, there's lot, lots of lots of reasons. I mean, about three three or four years ago, um, a friend, Langanada friend, said, "Anyone fancy doing this Lantoni walk for the in the Krikal Festival?" So um, so I came and did it, and um, Andy was leading it, and um, it was a lovely day, apart from her shoe coming unstuck from the the sole of her oh, shoe coming gosh, up. Yes. She was that infamous shoe. And um, Jandy keeps remembering, and so, so she had a flappy soul. She for the whole until he was sort of tying it with shoelaces oh and doing all sorts goodness. of things. But I think we had four seasons in one: it's yeah. snow and wind and sun and everything. But um, it was a lovely walk, less, less muddy than it is now. And um, and then Andy also <laughs> is in my um, Pilates class. Oh really? Okay, so, you... <laughs> so we're Pilates <laughs> buddies. <laughs> So, um, so when I saw him at Pilates, he said, I'm still doing my Lantoni walk. So, and then I foolishly said to my friends, anyone come fancy joining me? So I've got four of us, or there's four of us Really, you've them all out. So, that, well, you're so, there's, so now they're blaming me for that. And the sun's coming out. You've done all right. <laughs> well, hopefully I'll, they yeah, won't fantastic. kill me at the end of the, the day. Well, so, it's so that's hours, what, isn't it? It's, uh, so it's that's, quite a, quite a, quite they're a all great. They're all great walkers. Yeah. They love it. Would you guys... Interesting. I'll ask you a few questions. Yeah. Well, you know, just relax. Yeah, you can do. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you say. Yeah. I can edit up the swearing. So, so where, what are your names? I'm Tracy. Tracy. Allison. Tracy Allison. You don't sound like you're local. You don't mind saying. So, where are you? Do you live locally, or are you? So well, no, I'll, well, I'll go first. So, I grew up in Crookhall. Did you? Yes. Oh, amazing. Okay. Um, so I'm completely wrong. And then, but I haven't lived here for a long time. Okay. I've just come back to live two years ago. Oh, yeah. Okay. Where, where did you go away to? Um, Hong Kong. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. well, London a bit, and then Hong Kong. Yeah. <clears throat> where are you from? Uh, well, we live in Krakow as well, but oh, okay. um, originally from the northeast. But um, again, I've been in Hong Kong. And just actually just been back That's in a long the way UK. To come for a, for a <laughs> back in the UK six months, so I came back permanently in July. 
Yeah. What brings you out yeah. on a miserable <laughs> March day? To... <laughs> <laughs> oh, not too miserable, actually. No. Almost blue sky in there. We're just finding different walks. I mean, although we live here, yeah. you know, we're still exploring. And when I grew up, I didn't do this. Really? Not, not, not Even living from... in... Yeah, not really as a, as a sort of a teenager, no, no, not really. A little bit, but I guess if your parents were really warm, then you probably didn't. No. Yeah. So you know each other from Hong Kong? Yeah, yeah we met so Hong Kong, yeah. Our children are all friends, and yeah. Well, it's endless, the whole, you can spend your whole life and never walk the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just beautiful. I joined a walking group when I came here. Um, I used to go out on weekends, and that was just fun walking, really. Yeah. Um, but then I, you know, I walk with Tony Tracy as well. Um, and I've got dogs, so I walk on my own a bit, but not massively long walks on my own. Yeah. So I suppose a bit of everything, really. It is nice in group, but maybe not always. Yeah. Yeah, so the three of us try and get out pretty much every weekend, so long as the weather's okay. It's not torrential rain. Yeah. And I think living here, of course, you have got the choice to think, OK, it's raining, I'm not going to go today, but I can go yeah. again another day. And it's all right walking in the group with everybody. Yes. Yeah. When you've got people who are... Oh, this is the inside story. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ah. I mean... You don't cover the mileage, yeah. do you? Yeah. It's not so much sad, it's just that you're waiting around. And, yeah. yeah. But I guess, it's, you know, it's hard. I'm not particularly fast going up here. It's more like hard to accommodate everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you take it with a couple of people who are going up. But uh, sometimes you end up in a group where... And that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone seems to be pretty, pretty well paced yeah, here. Do, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is one of the best ones. Yeah. 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 And actually, well, we've, this is the fifth walk we've done. Yeah. Of this festival. Yeah, of the yeah. festival. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, what have you discovered? What's the best thing you've discovered on a walk this year? Well, the history or wildlife or well, curious, scandalous. We went to the Charter's Cave yesterday. That was oh. interesting. <clears throat> Heard a lot about it before, but never had never got there. Where is that? It's um, above Langunada. Oh, OK, it's on Monoth Langunada, yes. the, the hill above, OK. Yes. Yeah, so that was um Is that where the chances hung out then? They escaped yes. there? And where they had their, their meetings. Staff, ah. staff and made their weapons, apparently. Wow. Yeah. No, that was probably the most historical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, a proper Welsh mountain stream. The audio, yeah. the song of the mountain. So one of the big benefits is to go with an expert who sort of knows yes. all the stuff. Yeah. yeah. And that's why it's nice coming with Andy today because you get a bit of history as yes, well. Yes, he's yeah. a good storyteller. Yeah, he's yeah. very good. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing your experiences. <laughs> it's really cool. You're um, <laughs> so, what are your names? Tony. Tony. And Rick. Rick. And you're the back Marcus. I am. Well, he is officially the I'm, I'm a trainee. They call, they call assistants now. Uh, yes. Whatever that means, yes. Sam Posho. But now we're just we're just part of the committee that put the Walker Festival together. Oh, okay. so, 
Well, it's mostly got a full turnout today with, the, yeah. with last night's rain. Yeah. Now, as we talk. Yes, the, the sun, sun is, is coming is, through. It's glorious. Yeah. What you get is that when, when, it, when the walk opens up in December the 1st, uh, there's 86 walks and there's about 1,200 places. About 50% go in the first, literally overnight, because mm. the keen walkers book up. What happens then is the people who aren't as keen think, oh, I'll do a walk. And they're the ones who are more likely to pull out because yeah, they're just yeah. not, not as committed. Yeah. Fun experience, I suppose. Yeah. Um, how, what, how far do people come to the Funny enough, with the walks I've led, four walks, three walks, and um, nobody's been local. Really? There have yeah. been people coming from London, the Chilterns, Kent. Quite a lot from Dorset. Um, Dorset, yeah, yeah. there's quite a few from Dorset, that's right. It's proper hills. Yes, I think that's what it is. They want a few from Newcastle. Not Tracy, but people yeah. from Newcastle yeah. came down. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's a um, good old way. So they're all staying locally. Yeah. yeah. They stay local. Filling up the pubs and yeah. B&Bs and Airbnbs. Yeah, and A lot of it from B&Bs. And, you know, I mean, what it does to the town is, well, you can't really tell until... But, you know, it, yeah. it obviously does... Pubs full in the evening, bit of a buzz in the town? I think they... A little bit, yeah. yeah. A little I think bit. they get the benefits. And we, we also got uh, some, what I call, cheap sponsorship from a lot of the hostelries this year. You know, we, they sponsor a walk. And then our duty, our duty is to get people <laughs> back leaders. wherever we can. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we did a walk last Sunday which was 13 miles up and down some of the higher peaks here and we ended up in the Bear the yeah. pub basically in the middle of the coach Chacau, which is the, the, the inn as well, very old inn I believe yeah, and there was nothing nicer than having done a very long walk, being very tired sitting down and having a couple of beers perfect, lovely, it was that's the way to, that's the way to walk absolutely the way to walk and, and certainly end a walk and everyone's energised and chatting and kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a lovely, lovely vibe too. almost... I don't say it's irrelevant. <laughs> to some people, seriously, it's, it's a social activity. Yeah. But some of the walks are very short. Oh, you know, right. five, six miles flat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the social thing is, is a big part of it. Yeah, I'm interested in that. So a lot of people come to make friends or chat just to have yep. a bit of company. Yep. Yep. A lot of single people. Yeah. Um, or is there a sort of dating element to <laughs> Oh, big time. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's not part so you of the, do? the website yet. No, but it, well, it does, does, it does <laughs> exist. I mean, I, I work at a rural magazine and we get lots um, of adverts for singles well, walks. I think there's probably friendships develop out of it, yeah. but uh, sure. who knows? <laughs> do you think there's something so, about walking that enables conversation? I mean, a slightly leading question. No, absolutely, because, because the pace is nice. I mean, yeah. obviously when it's pouring with rain and there's a, yeah. there's a like, hoolie blowing then that's not so much to talk about in the public yeah, we, we, walk, we survived yeah. Yeah, we walk exactly. off with a group of about 20 24 people every couple of weeks and by the time you get back you've spoken to everybody and you don't remember how or yeah. why or what about but actually it just the things it's just move there's a dynamic in a walking group yeah we've yeah. uh, all got an interest haven't you yeah we're walking well you've got the that's true yeah that's right exactly yeah and people are very they seem to be very comfortable to talk. I guess some people probably aren't, and, uh, and I think people respect that. They become backmarkers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Nobody will walk with them. <laughs> but no, it's um, there's a lot of conversation. Yes, yeah, really and people, I'm sure, will have developed friends, and, and yeah. you hear some very interesting stories of people who've been walking and yeah. what they've been doing with their lives and things. But there is a there is a, a singles walking group mm. here. The two guys um, who set it up some years ago. Both single, 
Um, and the whole idea of that is not that it's a, a dating walking group, but if you are on your own or if you have a partner who doesn't walk, then you can go and join one of these walks, good long walks, and you might meet somebody. And... <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, we've got lots of leaders, and so I, I did go away for a week, and by the time I got back, they put me on three very gentle walks <laughs> without my... <laughs> yeah, I, I you got volunteers. Yeah, yeah voluntold, as they say. Right, nice. Um, <laughs> nice. But no, I think I'm, I'm getting to the point now where I've done enough walking, you know, I mean, I've done this walk about three or four times, to, uh, you know, lead walks. So you do need to have a certain knowledge and gravitas to take control of a, a gaggle of 20 yeah. people. You uh, can get problems, especially where the weather's a bit yeah. dodgy. Yes, what's the worst weather you've had on a or get through this fallen tree here? Well, Andy, did Andy tell you about the beast from the east when that came through? And he was up yeah, on top two, of two years which ago, one yeah. was he on? I can't remember. I was with Andy on that really. Are we? Yeah. Oh, tell us this, the story. What, uh, well, you I need to come beside you actually. If you were up there, you, the wind was so strong, it was so cold. Yes. Yeah, um, the ladies were getting blown over. Oh, really? Oh, we're um, where were you up then? Up, 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 up the Dragon's Back? Oh, know. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up at Weinvac. And, yeah. Uh, it, you have to make decisions to just go off, off the piece and round the back of the mountain rather than... Yeah. Um, it, was, it was actually dangerous. It was it's so very cold. very bleak up there, yeah. even on a summer's day. But, uh, I think that's the worst I've had for a while. Yeah. We, had a, we do get... Sometimes if you're doing a hard walk and people aren't really prepared fitness-wise... It does get a bit tricky keeping a group together and sometimes you have to split the group to, you know, keep people moving at their own pace. Yeah, it's very frustrating for the faster walkers. Yeah, it, it, well, it's, it's also, again, it's really cold and wet and windy. You, you, it's you dangerous. Go, yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, the leader often doesn't have to do very much, frankly, apart from know the way, but... Yeah, it's it's tell some stories. Tough. So, I, I've walked in the Brecon Beacons a lot. The access is pretty good. Uh, parts are relatively well maintained. Yeah. Other parts of Monmouthshire, if I, I was walking around Usk, north of Usk, a couple of nice hill forts there, which I thought I'd try and walk between. Uh-huh. And it's shocking. It's <laughs> the, the, the footpaths are non-existent, mm. blocked, more neglect than deliberate, but there were a couple of occasions where you know, rusty farms. Who manages that? The well, Monmouthshire Council, really, mm. on the highways. The Bath Authority do a fantastic job. Mm. They're really good. Um, yeah. I mean, all the, a lot of the styles and that have been turned into gates yeah. to make them more accessible. That's really um, good. The signing is pretty good. Uh, I think generally you know, they're, they're a pretty remarkable bunch. And a lot of the volunteers who do the re- repair of all the, yeah. the paved, paved areas at Penavan and the like. I mean, it's good volunteer. Typical UK, isn't it? We run on volunteers. We do, yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think the park is exemplary, and, it's, uh, and that's the, the big difference between... I think because people come here, obviously, it's a destination and walking festivals and that sort of thing. But there's kind of quieter, but very beautiful parts of Monmouthshire, almost neglected by walkers, and, and so the paths seem to disappear a bit. But, uh, yeah, well, I think part of the problem is the, where it's not national park land... Yes, this is definitely Then you obviously true. have to have the consent of the landowner. Not for the footpath, because that's covered by a statute, but things like styles and the yes. access into fields and through fields, that is a relationship which the farmer has to have with the people who are walking. 
And you do notice, even walking around here, where, as you say, the access is generally very good, but there are some local farmers who are less keen, perhaps, to have walkers yeah. coming through. And then gates may be more difficult to open, the styles may be more difficult for um, people with dogs, for example. Yeah. Um, but generally, I think people are, farmers are fairly tolerant of that and, and, and quite helpful to the park in putting these access ways through. But it does vary. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's the high-pitched call of two goldcrests who are chasing each other around the ends twigs of an oak tree. And that's sort of courtship. I can see them now just dancing around. But what is amazing is the male. You see the difference between the male and the female. The female just has a small yellow flash along, stripe along the top of her head, down the middle of her head. The male is fiery orange. I don't think I've ever seen that in spring before. Fiery orange crest. So I'm pleased that you can still hear them there. High pitch. And you're now entering a deep conifer wood where there's sort of loads of fallen mossy trunks. Well, on one side it's more open, deciduous hazel coppice and ash, and then lots of big conifers. Just come to a little stream which has to be forded. And this would probably be almost a triple at normal times, but because there's been so much rain overnight, it's an incredible torrent. Lots of fallen trees to clamber over coming up, but the entire group seems to have negotiated them. They've Lots of peeps of small, oh, this is all gold crests along here in the conifers. Very much. Uh, I'm going to leap over a tree. Very good. And Robin singing at the end here. So I'm not going to do the whole walk today, only because uh, it's going to be very windy on the top. But what I'm going to do is get to the halfway point. So we're following this conifer wood, now opening up into, well, conifers now on the right, and scrubby hazel and ash, birch to the left down the slope. So following well-worn tracks through a sort of, almost like a tunnel. Village of Kumyoi approaching. Oh no, it's a bit further on. Not too far. You hear the squelch, squelch, squelch. This boggy, leafy path. So just pause for drinks, but I can hear Goldcrest here. Sing its spring song. So this is the wheedling song of the goldcrest.
Robin behind him. We're now looking across at Kumyoi. Um, Kumyoi village is just sort of around the corner behind the hump there. Um, the hump was a piece of the mountainside and it's made its way down at the end of the ice ages. And Yai in Welsh, or it, the Kum we're going into is Kum Yai, but the, the, it's become Kum Yoi in, uh, uh, in, in local Welsh. Um, it's the way they pronounce things down here. I would say Grainivawa in Grainivawin. You find a lot of the locals, um, they say Groin, Groinivawa. And, and that's why Kum Yai, Kum Yoi, it, it's, uh, it's a question of where you come from. Um, but Kumyoi village is down the bottom there, and it's on that on the bottom of that landslip that uh, Kumyoi church is is uh, is built, and that's what we're going to go across and see. So in terms of how we get there, we're going to walk down uh, the track uh, from the house here, and then we'll come out onto the road. We'll go along the road briefly past the barn that you can see just down below you here, and then we'll turn right and we'll go off into the fields again, and we'll walk through those fields through to Kumyoi, Kumyoi village. And then, have lunch. <laughs> we, we will have lunch proper. That's where we did have lunch, I think. Uh, on, yeah, yeah right. that's, there, there are two possible spots for lunch. One of them is a bit more enclosed and might be warmer, but it also might be wetter. So I've got to have a look at that and see which one we end up at. Um, and then we might have to go uphill a bit. <laughs> might or will? Uh, I think will is probably yeah, about 100%, I think. Debbie. So, uh, and, and that will be our afternoon, and then we'll be up on Hatterall Trail. Uh, Hatterall Ridge, Hatterall Hill rather, on the Office Dyke Ridge, and you will be able to say Wales, England, Wales, <laughs> England. <laughs> and he's dancing from side to side. The, the, the view from the top there on a good day is supposed to be seven counties. With golden, golden saxophrage. Yes. Which is a sort of unremarkable and yet absolutely gorgeous in huge yeah, clumps. Well, but, uh, particularly turning up when it does. Yes, yeah, it's so welcome, isn't it? Andy, I'll let you go first. Yeah, OK. Your, your leading. That and Lepertelum um, down. Oh, my goodness, yeah. We're actually walking down a stream here. Um, Which is much less muddy than the mud. Yes, it's more welcome. Clean your boots time. Gotta be wary. Yes, yeah, and I've I've had the experience of opposite Cowl on Manuflangatuk. Uh, yes, um, of uh, uh, finding it very difficult to find a way through, and it wasn't wasn't actually a, a farmer. It was just somebody who'd bought the house up there, saying to me in quite severe tones. This isn't a public right of way, it's just a way that farmers used to get from A to B. <laughs> and I said, uh, that is a public right yeah, of way. Yeah, that's but, a story. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. What, it, what is it that the, the, I don't know if the law still says it, that, that the memory of man runneth not to the contrary. Yeah. And certainly those paths have been around from there. Most of them were probably built up as much by the... Um, the, uh, the industrial revolution paths that, that oh, course, people used to walk there. to go over to, yeah. you know, because they used to have to either work the quarries on the Slangatic side or they would have to walk over to the, the uh, forges and whatever that were on the other side of Brimmower. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I always love it though when I'm coming back over from say somewhere like Evervale or um, from Merthyr and you come back over on that B road that takes you down into Slanganada. Oh, yes. and, and then, yes. you know, you come up this long, uh, of the, of the, uh, uh, the lee slope, and then, you, you know, you, all of a sudden, in the space of about 100 yards, you can see half of Wales yes. as, you, yes. as you suddenly hit the Scarp Slope. That's a Absolutely really beautiful fantastic. road, actually. It's yeah. very bleak up there, actually. And, um, but uh, you get a sense of it's slightly otherworldly. It doesn't feel civilised or, you know, yeah. not cosy. It's, uh, no. And in fact, um, I think it was National Geographic magazine at some point. If you if you Google National Geographic B4560, uh-huh. I think you'll find that they said it was one of the best ten drives in the world or something like that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And, uh, it's hard to argue. Well, I, I, yeah. There's quite a lot of Welsh roads that claim that one, I reckon. Oh, I'm sure there, there are. Yeah, that is a good one. And um, crossing back over the... Back uh, over the Hondi. Which is a full, full cry. Very brown and threatening looking. Thank you very much. So nice to talk to you. Well, uh, Thank you. Turned out all right. Yeah. 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 I hope yeah. the wind just <laughs> magically dies down. Yeah. Yeah. Long may it remain so. Yeah. So that was the point I left the walking group and set out on my own back to Atlantony, while the others, led by Andy, the redoubtable Andy Johns, wended their way up onto the top of the ridge. And I just want to say a huge thank you to Andy for including me in his walking group part of the Krakow walking festival um it was really fun and i hope you got a little taste of why people join walking groups and the, and the fun of being out together in nature talking of being together i'm not in the studio today <laughs> but i am with jack and hannah who are in the studio i i'm not isolated i've not been very well and i'm at home this week but uh, Hannah, you're back after a couple back. of weeks. I'm back. I've driven you away. Yes, I know. Um, it's yes. like tag team. Um, <laughs> I'm next. I'm next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to see you back. <laughs> you're the most important one. Oh. You've recovered from your your. Uh, I am 90 percent recovered. Oh, well, it's very good to see you. Yeah, okay. Good, good tactical coughing. <laughs> Perfect cough. <laughs> so I'm blaming going caving a couple of weeks ago with Amy Jeffs, which you'll hear next uh, next. Uh, well, in the new year, as part of our new season. But gosh, I got so cold and damp on, down in the depths of the earth. Wonderful experience it was. I think it, uh, it's, I, I'm blaming that for why I'm all croaky. Anyway, walking groups. Have you two ever been on a sort of guided walk like that? Like in a group led by someone through the, through the hills? I know, Jack, you're a scout leader, so you probably do the guiding. Mm, of course you mm. I've done... I've done group walks in that sense, but it's it's always been sort of I know where we're going, hmm. or the, the scouts think they know where they're going, and I pretend like I'm not really kind of persuaded them which way to go. But I, it's I think it's it's interesting because it is kind of quite nice, and I find with the scouts it's a good chance to chat to n- normally all of them at some point on their own as like with the pairs like everyone always seems to sort of rotate around chatting to people and i think that's maybe 
why the walking groups are, work the way they do is because you do get that chance to just speak to everyone and it's not like a force you just naturally sometimes you speed up and then you catch up with someone else or someone drops back a bit and then they catch up with you and it's you kind of just you walk you're walking you can chat because there's nothing else to do you know (laughs) (laughs) you're not going to start baking or anything it's uh, and I guess it's like um you can be social in the way that you would have like a dinner with loads of people but there is that opportunity to speak to everyone you don't get mm. stuck in a corner with one person or another it's sort of a flexible yeah and if someone can drift into the conversation yeah. people can drift out and that's just part of it and I think that's quite nice and I think also when people are I mean I, I've, I've found this with the scouts I think they're in a place where there's no other distractions necessarily obviously you've got where you are and what's around you and so sometimes the conversations you have are ones that you wouldn't ever have normally had in like a normal situation or indoor somewhere I think it's everyone's a bit it seems maybe it seems a bit more open mm. open in the open yeah maybe that's the I think people are when you're facing a, not facing uh, the same direction rather than at each other you're able to have mm. more sort of open conversations because it's so much less confrontational yeah I think that's, that's cool. you've both you know that absolutely nails it I think you are both sort of forging on obviously you're walking side by side it's so much easier to talk it's like being in the car you know you can have conversations mm. when you're in the mm. car side by side which are much easier to have than face to face it's yes. like how the you know when you go to a french cafe i think we talked about this before but the, the tables the chairs face outwards onto the street so mm. you can have this sort of genial conversation without being sort of you know, eyes boring into each other and watching every move and every every response it's, it's a very nice way of socializing you can cover a lot of ground literally and and so metaphorically you've got that common ground between you as well you know that you both like walking mm, <laughs> so immediately you've start. got something to start off with to chat about or or you're somewhere where there is something to point out and chat about whereas like we said if you're at a restaurant everyone likes food but <laughs> You, you can't really go. Oh, that is a lovely bit of spaghetti or whatever. Well, it's you, just, can. you can, but it doesn't really need anywhere. Yes, I think sometimes, myself. if you if you're out and about, that it's constantly changing your environment. And there's always yeah. something new to suddenly yeah, pick completely. up on. It just leads to the other end of the spaghetti, which is <laughs> oh. which if you've seen Lady in the Tramp, it can be quite romantic. But um, I did like the discussion about the singles group, which wasn't necessarily about sort of finding romance or partners but it was just about if you're if you arrive in a new place you don't know many people and perhaps you've not got a family there's not a lot of entry points particularly in sort of small town britain so to join a walking group you're with relatively like-minded people you're certainly yeah good chance of meeting someone and uh, have something to talk about as you go along well we're all gonna we're gonna form our own we've formed our own little walking club for the next season aren't we hopefully with three of us going to get out and do some walking Hopefully, yeah, 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 yeah. So, listen out for that next season. That was the Crick Howe Walking Festival, which is coming up in March fourth to the twelfth of March, twenty twenty three. You can find out all about it at crickhowlfestival.com. So, if you fancy, it's really it's one of the biggest walking festivals in Britain. Such a beautiful. It's just up the road from me where I'm sitting now in Abergavenny. It's only ten minute drive away. Lovely little village, lovely base for a, a weekend or a few days walking in this fantastic part of the world. So um, join in for next year. Maybe I'll see you there. Well, before my voice goes, I do have a lovely little message here from a long-term 
podcast fan. He's always so supportive on Twitter and Instagram. And this is from Instagram. It's from Chris Winson. Hello, Chris. Thank you for getting in touch. Um, I do always like your messages and they're always, there was a little boost each week. Anyway, you say, thanks for another enjoyable episode of the podcast. I love your recorded walks. This one has Fergus walking the Anglesey coastline in the summer. And it's, he says, it's especially welcome on a cold grey day like today. I also agree with your studio discussion with Hannah and Jack about the impact of fireworks on wildlife. And that's what he said. But it's just, Chris, you say little messages like that every week. And it gives me, it gives, as I say, it gives me a boost. So I think Chris deserves something from our podcast library. Now, as I'm unfortunately, I'm in Abergavenia. I can't access the library at the moment. But Chris, <laughs> we will find you a lovely book and send it to you. I'll, I'll pop in. I'll pop in You'll after pop this. in the library, yes. Yeah, you, I, I've got the key, so Jack can't get in at the moment. Oh. So, He'll find a way. Yeah, so I will, 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 tomorrow we'll find, we'll find the lovely book for you, Chris. But thanks again. He talked about the cold, miserable. It's been so cold. Has it been cold where you guys are? Yeah, I think the last, last couple of weeks or so, it's suddenly dropped. And I think the first week, there's a, it felt like a whole week where... There was just fog the whole time. Yes. And it was kind of spooky. <laughs> but it was, I think it was just the, that drop of temperature, which I'm assuming I'm, I'm right in saying, I think I'm right in saying that causes the fog. It causes thing. something yeah. to do with high yeah, like, pressure it, and the moisture in the air. Maybe. and Yeah. Oh, all, sounds, all sounds like you're totally on, on, on top of this, Jack. This on top of yeah, this. Yeah, really, I've, I'm a fog expert. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, yeah, it just, it was, suddenly just got cold really foggy and it was almost like the seasons have just gone winter begins now yeah <laughs> hit you with the fog and then now we're kind of in and it's it's not as bad in, anymore but it's it's still it's chilly now it's cold although i was in bed for two weeks so i didn't i didn't feel the cold changing but now it's really cold i think it was super mild before i got mm. ill and now it's freezing but i kind of love it the world has changed. You're you're like um, Snow White, who's just woken up from. Um, I'm something a beautiful awful. butterfly, <laughs> <laughs> and every the world has changed. Yes, um, yeah, it was really atmospheric. I, I was out recording in the fog to see if I could get that. It's very difficult to capture that sort of deadened sounds and <laughs> that sense of the world has closed in. Anyway. The sound of fog. A new album. <laughs> 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 yeah, We've yeah, got to yeah. get the sound of snow at some point this year. Oh, snow is lovely. Listen on for more fog sounds next week. <laughs> um, well, that's it. That's just about it for this week. Don't forget to join it. Lovely, lovely. That, no, no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Don't forget. I see what you did there. To tune in next week, we are talking partridges, Christmas partridges. With that, that wasn't easily missed. Oh, <laughs> oh come on, come Excellent. on. Whether you want to join us, no. Whether no, it's just ruined it. That was an icy glare. Um, join us next week when we're talking Christmas partridges with author Patrick Galbraith. But for now, it's goodbye. <laughs>